Bedroom Battle Pass. The Archives. Me and you, Season 2. Alright, let's kick it. section of Canberra Metalhead, you got Marky Malpas and JDK join here for a um, atmospheric basement episode with the guys from old. So from left to right we've got Aaron, drums, and Daniel. I play guitar and I stand out the front and shout. <laughs> yep. You've also got like another instrument as well that you play in the band aside from guitar. What else you got? Ah uh, yeah, so I actually play a low D Irish whistle. So, and we want to incorporate a couple of other folk instruments as we go, but uh, yeah. that's what we're sticking with for the moment. <laughs> I think you're the uh, first non-string or, or percussion instrument to be on the show so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> Lucky that's, me. That's, that's pretty cool, man, to coin that. Uh, we've had you on the show before as, um, as part of uh, Black Mountain. Yep, this um, is my third time on the show, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and we've, we spoke about, um, obviously... Um, Black Mountain stuff as well, but uh, and including we the, talked a bit about old, old the early as days well, of old. Yeah. So now it's come into um, you know come into light, and all the um, all the the awesome stuff that you guys are doing with old. So and uh, I've seen Aaron in, in bands before with Tranquil Deception in the early days. Been around for years. Yep. <laughs> um, and now it's good to see you back back behind the kit, man. Feels great. How long's it been, dude? Um, up until the last show recently with Christ Dismembered, it was probably about five years since I was last on the stage. Yep. And that was with Clara Dash. Yeah, oh, that's right, with, it, with Clara Dash as yep. well. Um, so I've had the guys from Clara Dash. So you're in the first album for Clara Dash. That's right, yeah. Um, yep. Cool. Clara Dash was actually where Aaron and I first co- uh, collaborated, So, because yep. I played guitar in Clara Dash for a while, and that's actually how we started oh. the uh, started Alder, was chatting during Clara Dash practices and stuff so yeah it's cool like that projects like that can bring people closer together with like you know playing on similar bills and things like that um yeah so I've seen you guys in the scene for a while like including I think we spoke earlier on the previous show about um your role in Chard as well back Uh, in Devil's Work actually uh, Devil's Work sorry (laughs) yeah back in the early early days so it's cool cool to see you guys uh, form form the band and so aside from you you um, two guys who else is in the band so we've got um, on guitar Joshua Smith Roberts who I play with in Black Mountain Mm -hmm. and uh, Craig Novak on the bass and he used to play in Dark Nemesis so you might have seen him around in that band yeah oh that was that was a little while ago yeah yeah man no it's like I said plenty of uh, plenty of background there on, on the on the band I know that I think I remember one of the early days of me being in the Canberra metal scene I remember Aaron playing in um, in um, Tranquil Deception yep. and uh, before you know it you know he's uh, showing me a whole bunch of cool new bands and <laughs> stuff like that things I probably would have never come across before like in the same scene as you guys are at the moment with like some of the more folk style bands so that's, mm. that's really really cool that I kind of got that introduction uh, and now that you guys are putting it on stage you had the first show with um, with a Crisis Membered gig yeah so Crisis Membered from um, Mount Gambier I believe South Australia came up and uh they brought with them Fatigue from Sydney mm-hmm. and uh, Rise of Vernus as well and it was an absolute cracker of a show. So, yep. Yeah. yeah, managed to interview the guys from Christ Dismembered. I yeah, mean, that night. That night, yeah. 
it was a really good first show. Like we all had a great time, and you know the feedback we got was all good, so we were really happy with it. Perfect, man. It uh, was a good tour. Yeah, man, it, it went right round because I think you played with in, with them. Yeah, yeah, we hit up with um, Rise and Christ um, the night after. It's awesome. At the uh, was that at the factory fa- theater? Factory theater. Cool. Um, and with the boys. Boys were staying at your place that night. Yeah, they did. They actually <laughs> crashed my house. Yeah. Cool, man. What a host. Play, it was good. Play, play support and, and hang out at their place after. <laughs> you can't you can't well. see the shrug that I just did. On the <laughs> <room>. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> after having done it. There is no scene if you don't support the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think yeah. Well, that's one of the things that we all feel in definitely in the old camp and um, in the Black Mountain camp. It's pretty similar. Whereas, you know, we take every avenue we can to support stuff. Like we often lend cabs and stuff when other bands play because you know the the b- m- most we can do to support the scene is what we want to do so yeah no, uh, that's the thing like we have um with the south coast metalheads there's gigs going on down the coast and i know whenever black mountains on it um these they're more than willing to help out with with supplying you know stuff for backline and things like that so that's cool it's good to have that um support in the scene and uh, yeah, get get things done that way. So you, you had that um, first. Oh, and by the way, Crisis man, but um, extending the merch range there with they have their own Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I remember because <laughs> we played uh, with Black Mountain. We supported them the time they came here before that last gig, and I saw yeah. they had the the sauce. I was like, yeah. I want to get that sauce. <laughs> but I had to leave early because a bunch of stuff that happened. And then so when I found out they were coming back, I was like, I'm getting my damn sauce. <laughs> And uh, I did, and it was worth it. Yeah, man. No, it's uh, apparently one of the members' mum makes it or something oh. like that. It's like legitimately made by them as well. I reckon it's probably <laughs> one of the first gigs in Canberra where a band got essentially paid in sources. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So anyway, the, uh, so that was your f- your first gig. It was really well received. Um, I seen took some video and seen some video from from that night, um, and yeah. I even got um, some comments back on the, the video I shared um, on, on our page of you guys saying like the, that it was cool. Um, so that, that's really rad, man, and everyone's sort of getting into it. It's also, you know, you, you guys are playing something that's like a little bit uh, not as common in the scene at the moment. Like, the, I don't think there's, I don't know of any other sort of like staple folk metal bands in Canberra. Not in Canberra. Uh, there's a couple from around the place, like Valhalla and... Uh yeah, Valhalla play with... They've got um, people who play whistle and stuff like that. Who was it? One of the bands that supported Primordial had a whistle. I can't remember uh, who it was, though. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. But, yeah, there's a few bands around, but none really in this region. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Melbourne has a little bit as well of that sort of atmospheric stuff with some folky yeah, cool. influences, but... Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's some avenues that you guys might end up going down, like some, maybe some Melbourne gigs and things like that down the track, perhaps. That's the idea, yeah. I yep. see that a lot of it kind of comes in with that kind of pirate metal vibe, yep. the more drinking music yeah, kind yeah. of bands versus the actual traditional kind of dudes like the, like these guys trying to bring that in. Yeah, yeah. Well, both of us are pretty keen folk music fans and, like, how, you know, I've got a couple of... Celtic folk music albums from the 60s that uh, get pretty heavy rotation yeah, in yeah. my listening so I know it's definitely a real big influence for me personally I'm even teaching the kids how to play Tin Whistle <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good man keep, keep the younger generation like arising with the uh, with the metal um, well man like to be honest 
that goes back to when I was a kid and you showed me stuff here when I first moved to Canberra. So, like, I mean, it's all constantly evolving. And then, yeah. you know, I've shown that stuff to other people and, like, it, it all fully goes around. You um, So, you mentioned before, like, things like going to Melbourne and stuff like that. You know, there's, like, always opportunities. Um, have, in previous projects, have you guys ever done any travelling for traveling for gigs outside of Canberra certainly lots with Clara and Ash even went down with us I think we went down to Melbourne and we went to Newcastle Newcastle and stuff just before I joined Clara and Ash you guys actually went to Japan yeah so I was with Clara and Ash when we played Japan about five shows there with Septic Flesh yep that was pretty amazing yeah yeah huge different cultural change crowds in Japan there's a bunch of places I'd like to travel to with bands but unfortunately it's one of those things that's much easier said than done yeah yeah um, I'd particularly I don't know why just in the last week or so I've decided I want to play shows in New Zealand I don't know what it is dude I, I, I could dig your vibe like the, the old vibe going down in New Zealand I reckon like um, just some of the bands I've seen come through there yeah man um, I've, I've got a good friend there who's a good promoter um, Val, uh, shout outs to Val. Um, yeah, yeah. Anytime you guys want to go to New Zealand, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. We we actually in in our gig guide do like the international gig guide, and there's like a lot of touring bands do the you know Auckland Wellington as part of the whole tour. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like as far as a tourist perspective goes. Um, most of the time it's pretty much incorporated as part of national touring now as New Zealand being part of Australia. I've um, been there a couple of times just sort of being there and it's a great country and yeah. like what with uh, you know alien weaponry being the obvious example exactly, they've yeah. got some great stuff coming out these days and yeah. Yeah. yeah we interviewed well I interviewed those guys um, from alien weaponry and they're like from nearly the most northern point of the North yeah. Island <laughs> like it's just <coughs> Remote there's, wilderness. There's a bunch of rad bands from there, like Eight Foot Sativa and um, Defilement, one, and yeah. um, a whole bunch of like crusty, crusty black metal bands that I, I could mention. But yeah, um, you know, um, yeah, it's got a great scene. It's almost as cheap as to fly from mm. f- from here to WA. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. So like, to, I think New Zealand is one fifty or two hundred bucks return. Yeah, in it. <laughs> and it's like. 7.50 to go to WA <laughs> <laughs> well I think we'll probably wait until we've got a little bit more of a release sort of a, group more of, a couple yeah <laughs> a little bit more in the terms of the way of stuff to flog yeah, yeah. before we uh, make any big plans like that but, so. so speaking of stuff to flog what, what, are, what have you guys been working on uh, so we've got a we've got an EP in the works now pretty much mostly recorded almost entirely done um, first track off it is completely done and I believe we're getting a bit of a preview of it this evening exactly Ooh, exclusive <laughs> yeah so this is an exclusive actually it won't be released on any other mediums for another couple of w- media for another couple of weeks yet so Metalhead's exclusive don't tell anyone <laughs> so um, you've got you've got working on an EP and you've got one track um, recorded which it's you'll already. release as, as a single yep um, yeah, we've got a video lined up for it we've got some other cool stuff coming out perfect man so uh, what, what's the name of that track that track is Hollow Muse now it's M-E-W-S yep referring to a like a coach house built into the underside of a house not cat noises let's just clear that up right at the start because I've had a few questions about that and it's really shitting me <laughs> yeah. no we we'll definitely uh, make sure it's clear by the end so you've, you've 
uh, you've got the well look that's the thing like um even changing the like pronunciation of something or the spelling of something like you'll notice with a lot of like the more like celtic words and things like that that you guys obviously working with like the band name um it just has a different aesthetic to it just by using the original spelling or like things like that so gaelic is a beautiful language and it's amazing when you go up to the north of scotland there's all the street signs, all the signs everywhere have both English and Gaelic. And when I went up there, you know, we, we didn't get that far north. We went up to about Invercargill, yeah. but the I was pretty taken with the words, I guess. Yep. Um, I, I've had a bit of a look at actually properly learning it, but there's not much in the way of teaching here. Um, but, uh, you know... Not as much for Scots Gaelic, but there's a lot of Irish support of the yeah, Irish yeah. club and the like. Yeah, but it's always yeah. interesting when people ask about it, they see old and they think it's old, oh, it's different, it's weird. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, one of the... In terms of pronunciation and spelling and stuff, we don't like to try and make it too easy. One of our other songs is called Am Phileth Moor, which roughly translates to Big Grey Man. And it's the name of a ghost that haunts a mountain in Scotland. But it's all very spooky, but... People look at the words and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> is that some influence within the band to have that steer on words? Like, um, Aaron, do you have any like sort of influence over the, the, the track names? And things like well, that? I wrote most of the lyrics for Hollow Muse as yep. well. So it's a very collaborative effort between the whole band. Because, uh, yeah, Josh writes a lot of guitar as well. Um, no, well, Craig, it's only been relatively new, but he's actually picked up a lot of the licks pretty quickly and is in. Yeah. Contributing to the band quite heavily as well, so it's not a uh, it's not a solo project. Yeah, by <laughs> it's very well, good that we're all collaborative, and that I've also incorporated some uh, stuff that I've written on guitar into one of the new tracks as well. Oh, cool! And in terms of in terms of lyric credits, like you know, in Amphileth Moor, there's actually a whole chunk which is taken from a Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem. So we we wear our influences on our sleeve, but a lot yeah. of those influences are sort of folklore and poetry related rather than just necessarily bands so excellent that's good man it's good to know a little bit more about behind the scenes because a lot of the time when you get like sort of track names or lyric content you kind of like you wonder where you get the influence from especially in black metal where half the time you have no idea what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like um I do like before when we were saying about, you know, um, folk metal and, like, other bands that could go with you guys, but I I can see you guys being on a black metal bill as well, like, mm. in, in that sort of sense. I'd say primarily a bass is more of, like, a progressive black metal with folky melodic elements to it, yep. rather than what tends to be more popular in the folk metal scene at the moment, which is a lot more lighthearted and jovial, I guess. We've got a bit more of a doom sort of aspect. Our influences definitely lie closer to bands like Agaloc and Gallobraid and Primordial, mm. who are who fit closer to the black metal scene than they do to bands like Elevati or, or uh, Moonsorrow or whatever, who are yep. more traditional folk metal bands. Although we do love those bands. Mm-hmm. They just, I think, are probably less influential in our playing. Yep. Yeah, man, that's right. So that's sort of like, I, I know that, like, Aaron, you've got some, like, um, influence from black metal and, and also some of the um, some of the folk metal stuff. Um, what sort of bands do you um, s- sort of draw influence from, if you could choose, like, three or four? I would say Primordial, Druk, and Arcona. Yeah, rad. <laughs> um, obviously, as, like you said before, you've got one 
uh, one track which we'll play at the end of the end of the show. Yep. But perhaps I'll s- scroll through some of those guys and choose um, some tracks for earlier on in the show to to give everyone a taste of you know the the vibe of the, of, of the show. Yeah. Cool. I think anything off Autumn Aurora or Blood in Our Wells by Drew could really <laughs> really suit our vibes. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool, man. No, like so, like I said before, really well received at the first show there, and um, you've got. Um, you, so you mentioned before you've got the um, more than just string instruments and and, and the the drums. You've also got some wind instruments as well, or instrument as well. Yeah. Um, is that something that you practice more for this, or something that you had that you'd always known how to play before? Well, I started playing whistle a few years back with um, a Celtic folk group. Uh, attached to the pipe band that I play in. I play uh, snare drum in a pipes and drums band. Yep. And uh, there's a group of guys there who play small pipes, Irish illin pipes, whatever else. And I started playing whistle to jam along with them. So it's, it started very definitely in a folk context rather yep. than in a metal one or anything like that. Uh, and then it's only since we've started old in the few years since then that I've started integrating it uh, into this idiom. <laughs> That's cool. that's really rad, man. Like I said, uh, for first first um, wind instrument to you know be on be on the show. Well, there's a bunch of other stuff we'd like to incorporate. Like I know a bunch of people who play bagpipes, like various different types of bagpipes. Yeah, and other, I can see that other string instruments and whatever, like whatever else. I you know I really want to get Aaron playing his uh, Balron drum, which yep. is an Irish percussion instrument. Um, yep. In, I want to get that in there somewhere. Like we've, we've talked a lot about this, and it's definitely the direction we want to move in. That's right. Perfect. Um, Aaron, as, as far as like playing in a band with more than just like string instruments, is, yep. does it change anything on the drums when when he's, you know, playing playing different instruments up the front? Not as much because I do prefer to play a lot more, I guess, melodic and a lot more collaboratively with a lot of the bands compared to some of the other bands that I've played in previously where it was a lot about being fast uh, and loud. Now I'm just turning it back a little bit more to try and elevate the other musicians rather than to on the show. Yeah, cool. Um, I've definitely seen some of the slow and fast of the, yeah. the, the previous <laughs> bands, so yeah, like I said, it's good to see you back out and, and behind the kit again. Um, yeah, Tranquil Deception was way too fast. <laughs> 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 yeah, the well, I said fast and slow. It's up to the viewer. Not making fun of you, Marky. I'm just being stupid. It's up to the listeners to decide which one I was talking about when I said Tranquil Deception. <laughs> I remember like the first time I seen it was actually very first time I ever seen Tranquil Deception. Yep. There was no singer. It was just an instrument. Yeah, that's right. Three piece instrumental to start with, and then we got. Um, yeah, then we got a bass player yep. and vocals. Yep. Originally it was just two guitars, but the guitars were tuned down to A standard, so yep. may as well have been playing bass. Who tuned down that low? It's <laughs> 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 definitely not me. <laughs> as far as um, tech goes, um, what sort of like lineup are we looking at? Aaron, what sort of drums do you use? Or like brands do you usually go for? Um, the kit I've got at the moment is Mapex. Um, had that for oof, at least 15 years now. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think 
certainly a bit of an upgrade from the previous kits that I've had, which was a lot of second-hand pieces all patched together. So I was very happy when I got the Mapex and it survived me well. Was it, was it the one that went down to Melbourne or did you use the back line when you went down there? Uh, when we've travelled, we've always collaborated with the local bands and they've yep. been able to provide us support. We just take the, the minimum, so I'll take my cymbals, but uh, snare, pedals and the like. You're usually able to borrow a lot when travelling because you're trying to travel that far with the whole band and a whole kit just gets a little bit a little bit much <laughs> you should have seen the Christ dismembered guys getting out of the car when they arrived at my house at 2 in the morning the night before that gig just fell out yeah well they couldn't the two guys sitting in the back couldn't see each other because they were in this little sedan with yeah. all their gear <laughs> unbelievable yeah man well I've, um, I've done done a had a little bit of a, a taste of what it's like with that when um, we I went up with Jay to um, to Sydney for that El Nafrak gig. Like, I have a, a newfound appreciation for his gear after having to help him carry the, the, just the head up yeah. to the stage. So that's why we'll always happily loan equipment when other bands are touring. Like, I'm glad he's. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't uh, wasn't any longer than it could have been. It was still a decent haul, but I feel like if it had been another another 20 metres, I'm not sure if yeah, I would have made that it. Yeah, that head rack case is exceptional, though, man. That's like, it's like 105 kilos or something. Yeah, it's stupid. I really need it downsized. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous, man. Um, but yeah... I, <laughs> it just didn't make sense because of the size of the box you know what I mean like I'm like how can there be that much matter in this space <laughs> it's a quantum amp and it actually contains matter from all known universes inside one box oh man I wondered how Jay got that guitar sound <laughs> best tune ever there's a reason it's so heavy <laughs> oh man uh, so um you, we mentioned we mentioned before that you uh, had the EP recording. Um, you've got um, an album, a uh, single coming out exclusively to us. I did notice that. Speaking of South Coast Metalheads, before you guys have got a gig coming up down there already announced. We do. We're playing at Heathen Fest. Uh, Very excited down about June. that. Yeah, it's a cracker of a lineup. Mm. Absolutely. Like I was lucky enough to play with Destro- Destroyer Triple Six with Black Mountain a few years ago, and now. Yep supporting Hobbs Angel of Death yep. that's like really the two big influential Australian death metal bands of that era you know it's yeah. unbelievable no it's amazing that those guys um, came through I know in the early days of uh, Lukey planning that Lukey and Barnsley planning that it was like one of those it's like Luke said in a previous interview um, sometimes you send away like your um, hopeful lineup. Yep. And when they actually get back to you, it's like, well, this is going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 really cool. And, uh, I was really glad to see you guys um, in on that one as well. Yeah, well, it's going to be an unbelievable night of black metal, I think. Yep. Yep. The sprinkling of death metal in there. Just I think. a tiny touch. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple of. Yeah. Well, which is Pretty like, sure everyone else is a black metal band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, he's like, what, porn grind. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one guy. I forgot about him. Yeah, the one-man band dude. Interviewing <laughs> yeah, before. He's rad. Yeah, rad is dude. A- Aiden. Uh, yeah. The only he's, dude I've ever he's, met. He's he's pretty hilarious, man. Oh man, only like last time he like shut out all the blinds uh, and like turned the light off and like made his bed roll into the thing and everyone's like, oh my god, don't go in his room. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, like the only dude I've ever met crazy enough to stretch his septum piercing. 
Oh. <laughs> that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Speaking of black metal and Heathen Fest, I believe there is a certain black metal band coming out of quasi-retirement. Playing yeah, their first yeah. gig in six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonder we're, who that might be. Yeah, we're coming back for that one. Um, <laughs> but thanks, Dan. Um, legend. Um, but yeah, Unholy Vendetta. Yep. First show back in six or seven years. I, that's already got some hype as it is. People excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've heard of a few things. Yep. Um, got some surprises, but yeah, it's gonna be gonna be awesome. Perfect, man. It'd be Plus, Somnium coming off the back of Obscure is going to be That's right, exactly. Um, who else is on that? Is it, is it Black Mountain? Yeah, Black Mountain. Well, you guys, I I hear Black Mountain might have their CD by then. Oh, maybe, maybe. Man, yeah. <laughs> let's start some rumors. Yeah, yeah, start some rumors. <laughs> the um, the yeah. merch booth at the at that gig's going to be pretty insane. Like, it'll be so many bands, so, so much merch. What's going to happen? And I'll need something from everybody. I think. Uh, yeah. In that case, we'll have to get something more expensive than stickers. Stickers are pretty good. <laughs> or we'll just stick the stickers on a magnet. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. I've, I, I've I've got a good tip for you for for um, getting some t-shirts quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll let you know after the podcast. <laughs> Perfect, man. Um, but yeah, um, I think we've got a new uh, Wagner design coming from. Unholy Vendetta for that tour should be pretty fun. Ooh, um, yeah, catharsis. So, um, when are you guys dropping the video clip? Fourteenth um, uh, of April, we're going to be dropping it. Um, we're gonna, you know, you, do you do you know what platform you're doing that on? Well, we're going to be putting it up on Facebook. Like I said, we've got a video. Uh, the very talented Moonroot Art, who uh, drew our logo and also the heron design, you might have seen on Facebook, yep. has actually filmed us up a quick video for our single for that. We're all very excited to get that out there because it's rad, if I say so myself. Um, but we're going to be doing a couple of other sort of integrated release stuff, so pushing it out on Spotify and what have you. So. Perfect. What sort of... Um, where else did you film a video clip? Can you tell oh, us that? Oh, he did. Uh, the, the artist did. It's like a sort of a time-lapse video of him drawing the, oh, the right. art so yeah yeah cool cool it's it's the it's the same art we have on our stickers and that and when we get t-shirts printed up we'll have oh, right yeah yeah cool. on there as well so that's right man it's good that like you had the foresight to like film that and yeah. like keep that yeah well i mean when i first saw the art i was like holy shit this is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah so the creation process is really cool to watch too. yeah that's good man it's good good to hear that artists like sort of support in that way as well well yeah, he's man. he's done heaps of black metal bands like it's, if you go into his facebook page which is moonroot art he uh he has you know bands from all over the place get logos and art done from him the first time i saw his painting i was like jesus christ this guy's amazing he was recommended to me by the guys at beast impaler because he did their logo as well all right so cool highly recommend who also any bands who are listening um, Beast and Powder on Heath and Fest, by the way. Just <laughs> another, another drop there. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's really cool, man. It's good to like get s- established early of what you've done, and then also have like a bunch of cool art and and uh, things to back it up as well. Um, but to speaking of uh, backing up, we've got stuff. We've got the um, single um, that's going to be um, aired exclusively on Canberra Metalheads. So um, you mentioned before that 
this is the first track that's been completely recorded from the EP. Yep. Um, is this one here, is there anything sort of, um, you know, unique or, 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 or anything that you wanted to, um, to, to talk about the, this track? Well, it's a track that we've been working on since Dan and I were in Clarin Ash. It's been a labour of love for a mini a year. Um, but it's really only come to full completion once we finally finalised the, the lineup. We're talking about how we were able to work so collaboratively together that it really fell into place once we actually got everyone working on it together. Yep. Um, and, you know, because a, a lot of the black, uh, sorry, the old riffs and stuff like that, we sort of jammed out when it was just Aaron and myself. Mm. And so the first, you know, the first riff in this, which is real punchy, real big sound, was actually Josh's first contribution. And, you know, Aaron wrote a lot of the lyrics and all this other stuff. So in a lot of ways, it's our most collaborative effort thus far. And so I think it's really important that that's our first release and a bit like our mission statement. Yep. So it doesn't incorporate the folk instruments so much, but... Hopefully we'll get that other stuff out soon. So, I guess we play the song. Yeah. So this is um, this is the new track by Old. Uh, to keep an eye out um, in the next few weeks when it gets dropped everywhere else. But right now, Canberra Metalheads is getting the exclusive. Uh, so I'll get you guys to introduce the track. This is Old with Hollow Hollow News. News. Here on Canberra Metalheads. Skate. Well, I should have had a drink before I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha